Hello, everybody, and welcome to our podcast. We wanted to take a moment to introduce the next few episodes that we are going to be sharing with you. These episodes are going to be pretty connected with each other. We're going to be getting really deep and really, really personal, sharing a lot about our upbringing. We hope to be a voice to those who are dealing with the same situations. We really hope these episodes bring help and encouragement to you. Thank Thank you you so so much much for listening. Welcome to the Guts to Share Deeply podcast. I'm your host, Krissa. And I'm your host, Brittany. Do you have the guts to share deeply? We do. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. So we're going to be getting into something really personal for us. Uh, We're going to be sharing some of our life story and um, growing up and our childhood, um, something that really is still very present in our lives and affecting us today. Um, But we feel ready. We feel like it's time to tell our truth, tell our story. Um, So I'm excited, but I'm also so nervous (laughs) at the same time. Same. I feel feel the same way. Yes. Um, Because not many people even really know I think all the details um about like us our childhood growing up our story what has gone on in our lives um and where we've kind of come from uh so yeah I don't think much people even know I mean people really really close to us know but not even all the like the fine details so um yeah but we just want to be really honest really personal um You know, we wonder how much other kids and people are out there struggling and dealing with what we've dealt with in our unique upbringing and situation. Um, And we just really want to be a voice to that and a light to other people uh, that, like, you can make it out of it um, and try to give some wisdom and advice along the way uh, and maybe help some teenagers or kids watching this um, or anybody in the situation. So I think my voice is shaky. I'm so nervous. <laughs> I'm like, ah, uh, this is a big deal. Like, I think um, there is some nerves because I think we're a little afraid of, like, who could watch this and what they would have to say, particularly one of our parents. Um, that was kind of the reason for all of that occurred during our childhood. Um, so there's a lot of nerves, like, oh, are they going to watch it and mm-hmm. uh, this and that. Um but, you know, we just feel like we just want to tell our truth and be honest. Like, what's wrong with that? You know, uh, we have every right to tell our truth and our stories and what has happened to us and what we've experienced. So it's time to tell it and let it go. <laughs> yeah. Help other people. Um, so we're going to kind of be starting um, at the start of this big <laughs> snowball uh, of our childhood, um, which was really becoming isolated and growing up unschooled. So that could come to a shock for some people, um, even in our lives, some closer friends. I think everybody close to us kind of knows by now. (laughs) We're very honest about it now. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, so I guess we'll start um, from the beginning, like becoming isolated. 
you know, and I think when people hear that, it's like, what? Becoming isolated. Uh, not COVID isolation, but. Yeah, it's a whole different kind. Narcissistic controlled isolated. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you went to school for a time growing up. And I would say for the first, I guess until I was about five, things in our family were pretty normal. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. You and a couple of our other siblings who were of age went to school for a time. Um, I never went to public school um, and some of our other siblings never went, but you all older siblings got the chance to go for a couple years. You went until what grade? Um, so I actually went into the sixth grade okay. up until that point, but I don't even count it because I only went for like two months maybe. So I would probably say, well, I mean, I guess you should count it. A little bit a little bit so okay so then the sixth grade yeah and it was like so when you all got pulled out um that's kind of where all this started with our family mm -hmm. um so you all got pulled out and what we always were kind of told around that time is one of our younger siblings when they were born uh they were born in the NICU um had kind of a little bit of a rough start to life so we were told um, by one of our parents that uh, the doctor said, like, you all had to be pulled out of school, mm -hmm. um, keep the kids out of school for a couple years while our sibling kind of built up their immune system or whatnot, um, which honestly, we don't even know to this day, like, if it's true or not. Um, and with all that's unfolded, like, you know, you'll understand why when we say it, like, why we don't even believe it's really true. Um, I also don't really know what doctor like would say that would be like stop your kids education pull them out of school so this one kid um for a couple years can like build their immune system up I mean right our yeah. sibling didn't have like an immune disease or nothing it was just kind of like they were born into the NICU for a couple weeks had a little bit of a rough rough start I guess um but they were completely fine after that I've never had like any actual serious you know illnesses or autoimmune disease or anything like that. So it just seemed a little bit odd. Um, but that's what happened. And so at first, like our parents, you know, homeschooled us, um, but we were never really being homeschooled. So it's kind of yeah. like school just stopped. You all were pulled out of school. I never experienced public school. Our other siblings never experienced it. Um, but also we were not getting our homeschooling, our education at all. Um, and then after a couple years, um, like particularly our one parent would be like, it, it kind of turned from, you know, our, our younger sibling in the NICU to, well, we just like homeschooling so much. Uh, you know, we just decided to keep it this way. And it's like, we weren't even doing it. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. So at that time, um, you know, they both were pretty separate, but really go together, the isolation and the unschooling. Um, but we also became very, very isolated. So it was like no church, no sports, no friends, no family. Um, the relationships on both sides of the families were like completely destroyed over family issues and drama and whatever else. Um, and I really do think by our one parent, it was more of an effort, I think, just to isolate our family. Um, like us kids and our father from anybody um, because this 
parent wanted like control over everybody. And, you know, you can't let anyone in from the outside that would tell us this was wrong or different. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like destroyed both relationships on either sides of the family. So then we had no family members. <laughs> so it was like growing up without grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, like none of that. All the holidays stopped, all the birthdays stopped. And like some of our younger siblings never even got to experience that. Like they didn't even know it wasn't normal. I was only five when all this happened. So I, I don't even remember much holidays, birthdays, anything with family. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was even kind of normal to me and I never experienced public school. So I had no clue I was supposed to be getting an education or what that was. Um, you had a little bit of a different experience because you're the oldest. So you did get the family experience, the friends, the church, um, school for a time. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess for you it was a little bit different if you want to talk on that a little bit. Um, yeah. I would say that for for me, it was just what we did, and obviously that is the norm. And to have that taken away, it was it was weird. Yeah, I could imagine. But I just didn't. I thought I could trust the parent in their decision, and I assumed it was just going to be for a time. But it turned out to be longer than that. A lifetime, yeah. Um, Yeah, and I can – so, like, when we kind of all went into, like, isolation, you know, no friends, no family. And, like, our dad wasn't even allowed to, like, have his friends, like, come over anymore, hang out. Like, everyone was becoming isolated. Yeah, it was like our parent didn't want anyone at the house. Yeah, no one was allowed inside our house. That was the biggest deal. Like, you were not walking through that front door. Nobody. (laughs) It didn't matter. Um, And and not even, like, really at the house. Um, And, like, no neighbors, like, nothing like that. Um, So when I was around, I guess, well, I was around, like, eight um, when I met this girl who lived on our street, (laughs) Um, one of my really good (laughs) lifelong friends, um... So, like, we all kind of met her, started hanging out. You know, we would be, like, riding bikes right there on our street. Um, And it was around that time, I guess between 8 and 10, when I was becoming friends with her that I started to realize our life and the dynamic was not normal because it had been normal to me. I mean, I never experienced school. I never experienced really even having friends, sports, church, like, none of that. Or I was too young to remember any of it by the time it all got pulled away. So it was like, I didn't know it wasn't normal to not be going to school or not receiving an education. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't know it wasn't normal to not go to friends' birthday parties or like sports or anything Um, until I met this friend and like she would invite me to her birthdays. sleepovers maybe she wanted me to come down to her house and like we weren't allowed to so with the parent that was like making all these decisions and telling me I'm not allowed to and everything we started arguing a lot and like having a lot of conflict because at this point I'm like 10 11 and you know I know I'm aware now like I'm aware of what's going on and I'm like 
why can't I go to my friend's birthday party? Why can't she come over for my birthday? You know, I see her doing it with all her friends. Like, clearly that's what people do out here. Mm -hmm. Um, Why can't we hang out? And it was like a problem even if she wanted to come hang out. And she was never allowed in our house. Like, never, ever, ever allowed in our house. It didn't matter how many years I knew her. She was not allowed. And it was so bad that – so, like, our one parent that was, like, controlling all this – they would like kind of sleep till a certain time of day. So my good friend, she would come down, her and her brother, and stand outside our windows. And like we would open the window at like seven in the morning just to hang out, like just to try to talk. Like so this parent wouldn't find out because they would like never let us hang out. Um so we would try to do it, like sneak, hang out, you know, through the windows because we weren't allowed outside. They weren't allowed in our house. So it's like all summer, we'd be talking through the windows at like seven in the morning. And I'm like, my poor friend, she was just, she was just trying to break us out. She was like, what is going on in this house? I'm trying to get y'all out here. I wonder what she thought about it. Oh my gosh. She at was the trying time. to break us out. Like, <laughs> like what, what is, is this? Yeah. Okay. And she didn't give up. Like our one parent would really attack her over the years and always kind of had an issue with her. And I think because she never stopped wanting to hang out with us, wanting to come to our house. Like, she'd be walking by looking like, what is going on? Y'all need to break out. <laughs> um, but she really opened my eyes to, like, that was kind of my first exposure that, like, this isn't normal. The way we're living, what's going on here is not normal at all. And if I ever, like, told her anything or she asked questions, like, how homeschooling went or this or that – And if I was, like, honest with her, she's like, what? Like, that is not normal. Who's doing this to you? You know? Um, So that was really, um, I'd even say kind of affected all of us. Like, her being around and us realizing things that weren't normal. Um, So there was, yeah, that that would go on. And, like, it was also very, um, there was, like, limited time we were allowed to hang out with her or not. Um, so it could be like, okay, she can come over for 20 minutes, but then she has to leave or you all can't see each other for a week. You know, don't ask me for another week. Don't ask me for another this or that. Um, and it's just like became this huge stressor. It's like, why can't I just hang out with my friend at least outside? <laughs> why can't we just hang out in the front yard? Like it was such a I know. It's problem. like, what is the harm in that? Yes. And I, you know, it was definitely that control and that just wanting to isolate all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we were allowed on the internet. That was the one thing. So yes. <laughs> we were allowed to watch TV and go on the internet. So I was eight, eight or 10 when I actually first got a Facebook um, because my friend was on Facebook and she was telling me about it. So like I got a Facebook and then some of her friends started friending me and some people kind of like that lived it, like in town, um, I guess because they thought I went to school or thought like I was friends with her like at school or something. So I kind of started meeting some other friends um, through Facebook, like people that lived in our town. So then we like would be becoming friends. They would ask if I went to school or not. And I'm like, no, like I've never went to school. I'm homeschooled. Um, So, but like they still wanted to get to know me and stuff. So then like I get invited sometimes to their birthday parties even though maybe we never met in person yet or something. Um, Because, you know, kids just invite kids or whatever. Um, And, like, then again, that was a problem. I wasn't allowed to go to any. 
And then I'm like, why? Like, I remember it causing me so much anxiety and stress and depression. Just like, why can't I hang out with my friends? Why can't I be normal? Why can't I? Like, because now I knew this is not normal. Like, mm-hmm. I really started becoming aware. Um, so, yeah, like, uh, that started happening. Um, and, like, just the overall household. Like, it was weird. And looking back now, it's like it was all just so abnormal and so weird. Yes, like looking back now, it definitely was weird and not normal. But when you're in it during that time, you don't necessarily think about that. It just becomes your normal. And you, or as kids, like we didn't have control. We were just trusting mm-hmm. our parents, maybe thinking this is normal. Yeah. Things are going to change soon. Maybe, you know, this or that. And I remember, like, as I got older, like, because of making some of these friends and the one girl down the street, like, knowing that they were going to school and stuff, I was, like, begging to go to school at that point. I'm, like, it, like especially once I knew this wasn't normal. And I was, like, begging and begging. And that was such a fight. I mean, it was horrible what I went through. It was, like, the arguments at, like, 10 years old. And it's what really sent me into an overall like depression um, and anxiety through my teen years um, was really because of becoming aware that the way we were living and what was going on wasn't normal. And it was like, then it was just this fight with this parent that was doing all of this to all of us and even our dad. So it was like, you know, fighting that constantly Um, because I definitely was not one to be quiet. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) see something, say something. Like I've never been one to be quiet, never been one to back down. So it's like, if I know something's wrong, I'm going to say it. And I didn't care if it was my parent. You know, I didn't care if I was 10. No, I was the opposite. Yes. I pretty much just stayed quiet and let them do what they wanted to do, even if I didn't agree or necessarily like it. Yeah. Because I knew what's the point. Or I guess I had that mindset of like, what's what's the point? And there was so some fear. Gonna, oh well, yes, definitely fear. Like you get the fear, wrath of it if yes, if you say. I mean, I got yeah, a yeah. lot of it, but it's like if well, you. Well, that's because you actually spoke up, and I yeah. think if I did more, then I would have also gotten that as well. There was definitely like a fear overall in the household, a fear and control from this parent, and it's like you felt like you definitely couldn't say things. Or couldn't say much. And even though I spoke up so much, there were times, like, I didn't or I was so fearful. um, Because it was just, like, a fight, a fight, a fight. And, like, attacking you if you did. Um, Yeah. It was very, very mentally and emotionally abusive, you know, what went on. Um, And then I remember hearing, like, um, the Turpin story um, of that family. Mm -hmm. I came across that in the past year. I would watched it on YouTube. And... I mean, my jaw dropped. I was like, someone like us? And, you know, we didn't experience, thank God, the um, that level of physical abuse. Um, and I know they were, like, chained up to their beds or put in cages, things like that. Thank God that didn't happen to us. But so many other similarities um, in that series and to the one girl, um, the Turpin girl, that was the one that broke out and got the police and spoke out. Like, I relate to her so much. Um, and it was funny because she said one of the things 
I guess they snuck or maybe were allowed, was to go on YouTube. And, like, she became a big fan of Justin Bieber. He was, like, an escape. And I'm like, that was literally me. Like, Justin Bieber, <laughs> too. Um, and then she likes singing. So she was posting singing videos on YouTube at the time. And I'm like, me, too. Like, that is what we'd be doing or me or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so I just thought that was so funny. But one of the things is they talked a lot in their documentary about, like, food. Um, <laughs> I remember telling you this. Um, they were talking a lot about, like, food. Like, they were very restricted from eating food. Like, maybe they they had food in their house, but they weren't allowed to eat all of it or whatever. So I – okay, so, like, then we started talking about we could relate so much because also a part of this, like, isolation, this weird dynamic that started – was like the control over food. So we were only allowed to eat anything this one parent cooked. Um, and it was like a rotation of white rice, <laughs> uh, white rice, spaghetti, white rice, spaghetti. <laughs> There's some chicken nuggets with some veggies on the side. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Or chicken breasts like once a month. That was the big deal if we got real chicken. Like chicken salad or something like that. Oh, yeah. Or chicken or salad chicken or pasta with salad. something on the yeah. side, like pasta. Yeah. We – it was like a rotation between just those. Like, mm -hmm. that was it. And we weren't allowed to eat anything our dad cooked. Mm -hmm. He was not allowed to feed us food. If he did, talk about World War Three in the house. <laughs> our parent even made us afraid of eating our dad's food. Yes, because it was un uncooked or something, which there was we just like know a problem. It but it yeah, was like a problem. Yeah, and like so, then it was weird. Like if he ever wanted to make food, he almost felt weird even making his own food, and we'd just be sitting there filming at the mouth, <laughs> like <laughs> we have a boy, but we're not allowed. Um, and that was always such a problem. And that's just like weird. That is not normal. That was so weird. Um, and then also food became a thing. Like we weren't allowed. To really even eat much. It was like only oatmeal in the morning or breakfast bar. Or Pop-Tarts. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe a Pop-Tart, I was going to say. Pop-Tart, breakfast bar, oatmeal. Like, that is it. But not like even a whole breakfast or um, what, no. what do you call it? Like, just like a whole whole foods. Like, oh, yeah, like any, like, you um, know, like, real food like or something. Like, scrambled eggs, toast, yeah. fruit. Like, oh, heck It was no. just very... It was, like, a pack was, of oatmeal. It was kind of small. One Pop-Tart or one breakfast bar, um, some milk. Like, that was it. Yeah. Um, and then, like, our parent always wanted us to wait till dinner to eat. And, oh, my gosh, God forbid like we ate some time before it was like oh now i can't make dinner until super late or you all just now i couldn't make dinner at all and we're like we're just hungry kids um well, now there was a time like, when we were eating lunch but then that stopped and then it became yeah. like snacks we used to Only eat snacks during the day like a sandwich and chips i remember maybe a couple oreos but yeah then that stopped so then it was like snack time it wasn't lunch time it was snack time yeah so it was like literally a fruit snack. Um, and, and again, it wasn't any fresh fruit, foods, fruits, vegetables, mm. nothing like that. It was like a fruit snack. Or like a chip bag. <laughs> a snack bag. <laughs> or like chips. Snack bag of snack chips. Bag. Yeah. Yes. That. 
what is that? Um, That's not even filling. I'm <laughs> sure I could. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yes. And if like anybody sees childhood photos of us, we were all at one point stick thin. Honest, and I've yeah, always honest. been thicker um, like than you or mm-hmm. some of our other siblings. But even I had a time. I was just stick thin. Like every kid in the house was stick thin. Honestly, some of us looked ill. <laughs> probably were. Honestly, lack I of nutrition. Say I did. <laughs> lack of because we weren't even allowed to eat like meats, fruits, vegetables. Like all that was completely no other than chicken once a month. Okay. Um, and it was just and like we weren't even able to eat much because that was a problem. Yeah. And that was something in the Turpin story, like food was, was another form of the abuse and, and what they discussed. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I could relate so much to that. And I didn't re- really realize even that was a form of our abuse or uh, what we went through or abnormal until I even just like heard the Turpin story. And I'm like, that was like us. And then I remember um, we would even try, I know, well, at least me, I would try to like sneak food. Um, as I got older and stuff, I would like be trying to sneak food and eat and it's like, I am just hungry. Okay. Yes. I was hungry. Um, and like, but then it became a thing cause I was always, um, you know, a little bit, uh, meatier than everybody, a little bit thicker. Um, but like that was a problem. So it was like, Oh no, you're eating too much, you know? And like, we'd all be at the dinner table together. And like, if I wanted a second scoop, like it didn't matter how many scoops you were eating, but if I wanted a half a second scoop, it was like always pointed out because I was a little bit thicker. And it was like, oh, now you're eating, you know, another, another scoop. Huh, I don't know if you need that. My way became a thing and was always pointed out. So like at 13 years old, I, I think I really had an eating problem, but I was like working out so much at 13 years old I was like working out off like I found this girl off YouTube and I'd be like working out like twice a day in my bedroom okay I'm like trying to work out because it's like I was made to feel so bad about eating and my body and because like I was thicker than this parent than the some other siblings in the house um and that was so it was like this whole food thing this whole weight thing that became a whole thing it was really weird. I don't understand why it was made a big deal. Like, who cares? Yeah. You know? I like, don't why? either. And, like, this just, like, we're just really touchy on the surface right now. There was so much little odd and weird things that went on and started happening when isolation started happening. Um, and, like, I'm sure we could just think of a million things. Um, but, yeah, it was all, like, it was weird. Now, one thing we 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 were allowed to do was stay up as as late as we wanted. There was no bed bedtime because we didn't have school. There was no schedule. Yeah, we well. didn't have school. <laughs> now, obviously, I guess there is a point where if they saw us up, they'd be like, "All right, you know, it's time to go to bed." Yeah, but there was no schedule or structure. That yeah, also no. became like, <laughs> um, as the isolation became more, um, I, I guess as as isolation came on more and more and got or got worse um yeah we could stay up as late as we want really (laughs) like do whatever we want get up as late as we want I mean we had no structure no schedule and it was like kind of a free-for-all watch whatever we want go on the internet as much as we want like 
there wasn't any. Um, and also it was painted out to be, I know, um, our parent tried to paint it out to people on the outside that would ask, maybe even family members. And I know friends, like it was a religious thing, Mm -hmm. why we were being homeschooled, why this or that. But let me tell you what, (laughs) this was not a religious thing at all. This was not, we were allowed to watch whatever we wanted. We were allowed on the internet. Like this wasn't religious. Um, you know, typically if people are really doing things for a religious reason, they're like not even allowed the internet, you know? Uh, they didn't care if we had all that because I think this parent, um, didn't want to really give us any time. So it was like, I think they hoped we would be distracted watching stuff, being on the internet. Cause like we leave them alone. Then we didn't really need their attention. We're just constantly distracted and they can go do whatever they want and ignore us because we're self-occupying, you know? Um, and they didn't want to do anything with us. We weren't a part of any sports. We weren't going to the library. We weren't going nowhere. So it was like 24 hours at home and they wanted to go do their thing and ignore us. So it was like, it was great if we had iPods, computers, whatever we wanted, because it kept us distracted and we didn't need much attention. So it was like, yeah, I believe that's really why that just didn't matter. Um, Certainly wasn't a religious thing. So backing up to the whole friend thing, our parent didn't even give you a reason as to why you couldn't hang out with your friends right right I remember that's what frustrated me it's like you wanted an answer because you didn't know why yeah it was like just be honest with me yeah and tell me give me a reason and that's what we would argue about the most because I'd be like but why and it was like no don't ask again but why why can't I go to their birthday party? Give me a reason. What's the matter? You know, why can't we hang out outside? We're not doing anything. I'm not going anywhere. Why can't she come over and hang out in the front yard? Why? And it was just like, no. And we weren't allowed. Oh, my gosh. Let's talk about the first time we took a walk. Thank you so much for listening.